Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. I'm Corey. And I'm Danielle. And we just got out of a direct mail crash course and wanted to share some of our key takeaways and some notes and ideas that we had that would apply to you guys. Yeah, uh, direct mail is something that we do uh, pretty regularly for our clients. And so it's always good to have that kind of refresher, take a step back and kind of learn some of the new trends and ideas that maybe we don't think about day to day. Um, kind of one of my top things that I thought really stood out to me was, you know, Google is worth hundreds of billions of dollars and Google's digital ads can't sell Google's ads. So even Google uses direct mail to sell um, their product. So yeah, you've probably seen these things. Um, we get them all the time or what'll, what'll happen to us is a client will get a, uh, a piece of direct mail from Google and then take a picture of it and then send it to us and say, what is this or is this trash or can I throw it out or something like that? So you probably have the same idea, the same thought. Um, and then if you open up their little piece of direct mail, it's $150 credit when you buy $150 worth of Google ads. And it was it's interesting to think about how Google ads, that's their whole business model. That's how they make money. And they use physical direct mail to make money on the digital side. So it kind of puts it in perspective to say, should I go all digital? Should I have some direct mail? And if the biggest direct mail player in the world, or I'm sorry, the biggest digital, digital player yeah. in the world is using direct mail, well then, you know, maybe that's probably a good sign you should have some direct mail in your marketing mix. Yeah, I think that that's just like a crazy thing to think of is, like you said, the biggest digital company still uses a print piece. And, you know, people try to argue that print's dead, but if Google's still using it, there must be some some method to the madness. Um, another thing you kind of talked about is you know you you receive an email blindly or you receive a uh, targeted ad blindly. Like, do you ever buy anything when you see those things? And most people don't. Um, but more people, he you know, kind of did a uh, poll of the audience at the the workshop, and most people had. Um, converted when they received a direct mail piece. So I thought that was pretty interesting as well. Yeah, I think a lot of people, and I'm guilty of this too, if I get an email uh, from somebody that I don't know, I just delete it. Yeah. I, I Even if it doesn't wind up in the spam part of my inbox, I just delete it anyway. But with a direct mail piece, he was making the argument, and I think this is a good one that, okay, let's say you send it to um, a thousand people and you get 10 people to actually opt in that's a pretty good return. Yeah. But if you send blindly an email to a thousand people, are you going to get 10 people? You know, the odds are, are even less. 3% open, you know, if that. Right. And then no one's going to click mm -hmm. even if they do open. So yeah, yeah just a interesting uh, kind of thought experiment there. Yeah. Um, and one thing that we talked about too is how sometimes agencies don't know what makes money. So being accountable is a no-no and one thing that's nice about direct mail just like with some digital media and digital ads it makes you very accountable so if you have a specific budget 
and you know that part of it's going to go for direct mail and you track your direct mail correctly, as in you have a tracking phone number or a special landing page or a website page, um, you know how well that mail piece did because people won't have that mail address or that phone number unless they get your piece of direct mail. So you can immediately quantify it. Just like with a digital ad, uh, you can put specific pages and you can use certain codes that let you know when people actually go there. And this shows a return on investment, which a lot of marketing agencies and even some marketing folks and practices aren't comfortable with because, you know, there's so many different mediums out there and so many different campaigns that you're running. Sometimes it's tough to say uh, where the rubber meets the road, this worked or this did not work because that can affect the budget or your pay at the end of the day. So again, just like another interesting tidbit about sometimes why there's pushback on digital and direct mail because it is a budgeted item it does cost money and some people may frown at that yeah and I mean if you're gonna do um, a direct mail piece so now the kind of the next question is well like what the heck do we put on it or what what should it say or what should the imagery be um, and honestly you have just a few seconds really to make that impact people go through the mail and they kind of file like this is a bill this is interesting to me this is trash the goal is to not end up in the trash pile. So you have those just couple of seconds to really make that impact. Um, so it's kind of the messaging and imagery is very important to, to reel them in in those first few seconds that they look at your piece. Yeah, I mean, just like anything, you know, if you're the same idea, if you're doing a social media post, right? Because yeah. everyone is scrolling so quickly. Yep. And if you don't have that, uh, we like to call it the thumb, thumb stopping, stopping content, <laughs> then people are just going to scroll right on by. And it's the same thing with direct mail. It's the same thing with any sort of display ad or a billboard. If it's not memorable, magazine ad, newspaper ad, you name it, you have half a second to connect with somebody and get that message across. And if you don't connect with them in that time, your message doesn't speak to them or they don't remember the imagery or the logo, what have you, then it was just a big waste of money. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, you know your product or your service, your um, ancillary services better than anyone. So it's it, it's useful to kind of put yourself in their shoes, right? Because if you send out a piece of direct mail and you think it makes total sense, and again, just like any other advertisement, just digital, traditional, what have you, newspaper ad, etc., radio ads, you can think that your message is kind of really hitting a home run and you know it's, it's hitting the nail on the head um, but if, if you don't put yourself in a different perspective you leave it open to interpretation and you may not explain everything correctly because you may assume that the audience knows what you're talking about you may assume that um, they're essentially going to start on step three and they really should start on step one and in, in, in your copy you leave out step one and two and then the whole message just kind of misses the mark. Yeah, one of the things the presenter was talking about is like you can really tell when the owner of the business wrote the copy because it's <laughs> like all about me, me, me when it should really be about the customer specifically. Um, another cool thing that they talked about is, of course, if you're going to do a direct mail piece, it usually comes with some sort of offer. Um, and it's important for, for the offer to have a legitimate value to the person who's receiving it. I know he used an example of someone who was offering like 10% off a, a $30 item. It's like, oh, so you're offering your consumers $3. $3. Like that's no value at all. Um, but then he gave another great example of a florist who um, ended up offering a free vase 
So you coming at the vase, now any husband would not be stupid to bring, or they, they would be stupid to bring home an empty vase to their wife. Um, so of course this free vase uh, encourages them to then purchase the flowers from the florist. So it's, it's the value for the customer that also benefits the business because they ultimately uh, receive the person's business. And I love that it was a big vase yeah. also. So whoever had to go in to get it, you're like, oh, free vase, awesome. Well, it costs $50 worth of flowers yes, to fill the vase. you gotta fill it. Yeah, you can't spend $10 because then it doesn't look right either. Exactly. Hey guys, Corey here, co-host of the Dr. Marketing Tips podcast, and I wanted to interrupt this episode just for a minute to tell you about Insight Training Solutions. So Insight Training Solutions is an ongoing employee engagement and training platform for your medical practice, meaning employees can log on and take these medical practice-specific trainings whenever and wherever they are. And each training is meant to increase employee engagement, improve practice reputation, and develop some patient service mindsets. If we're being honest, something that we all know some of the employees may lack, not uh, calling anybody out by name, but uh, one of the cool things about Insight Training Solutions is they're always developing new content and they just released 10 steps to a phenomenal patient experience where you'll learn how to create a phenomenal patient experience, strengthen job security, and discover customer service secrets for your entire team. So this course is in addition to the other ones they already have, which include communication across generations and how to understand today's multi-generational workforce and how to develop overall patient experience. This is another course, the new approach to customer service. We've also got eight ways to wow patients and you can sign up for a free trial to see what everything is about. Uh, at InsightTrainingSolutions.io. That's InsightTrainingSolutions.io or just Google Insight Training Solutions. You'll be glad you did. Um, yeah, and we've had some similar experiences with some either direct mail, email campaigns that we've done where we've got a client that has a med spa and they'll offer 10% on something. And and we'll have, to, we'll have to go back to them and say, okay, well, 10%, that sounds cool. How much money is that really? Because if that's gonna, if it winds up being 10 to $20 in the grand scheme of things, you know, maybe that's not enough. But if that 10% is gonna be $400 off, well, let's test that. And then we can see, does, it, does the 10% work better or does it save $400 on this procedure? And so that's something to consider as you're setting up any sort of campaign um, is, what message is going to resonate and then what offer is actually going to drive people into the door because again maybe 10% you think that's the perfect one but it might make sense to sort of go around the office and ask some of your coworkers or um, you know some of the other admins and managers what speaks to them because that's a great audience right there that's a it's a great test case um, and then you can adjust from there and really increase that ROI yeah, and that kind of leads into like how much are you willing to spend for a new a new customer? And if you're not willing to spend that, then you're not willing to get that that new customer. Um, and it's really important to remember that acquisition will never outdo retention. So you don't only want to get those customers in; you want to keep those loyal customers that you have as well. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that we always talk about with with our clients is like the whole thing that we do is we help attract and retain patients. Yeah. And it's much more expensive to attract a patient than it is to retain patients. So we're, yeah. we're really focused on generating loyalty and making sure that there aren't missed appointments and things like that. So again, if you are a practice that has some sort of um, service like a, like a spa 
or um, if you're doing even even Botox and things like that, like dentists are getting into that, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have that type of a service, how can you get people to keep coming back? And yes, direct mail can be a, a big piece of that, but so can all of the other um, marketing and media tools out there. And so I think one of the things that I took away from today um, outside of some of the bigger points on the list is that uh, there's ample opportunity and you really need to have a good marketing mix. I, and I know that's easier to say than it is to do because there's no time. Everyone struggles for more time and budget. Um, but if you're just doing one thing, then you're probably not doing enough to reach your potential patients or keep the ones that you already have. Yeah, and, and speaking of that, like, who do you reach? So um, one of the, the key points that the presenter kept making was that the the success of your mailer depends highly on the list that you send to. So um, he gave a few examples of where um, kind of fails happened with, with mailers that they sent out where they sent jazzercise things. It is, you know, a, an exercise that's targeted more towards women and they sent it to a male list or they had conferences in San Diego and St. Louis and they sent the St. Louis list to San Diego and hmm. the San Diego list to St. Louis. Um, so obviously sending to the wrong list will make or break your um, direct mail campaign. So uh, I think the the um, percentage he gave, he said 40% of the success of the campaign is reliant upon Just the based list. on the list alone, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we just did a campaign for a, a colorectal surgery group, yeah. and the list that we used was uh, new homeowners within the last like 60 or 90 days to this certain radius around their office. Now, obviously, nobody really wants to receive a colonoscopy uh, <laughs> piece or of mail. period, colonoscopy. Just, yeah. <laughs> And yeah, full stop. Um, but you're, you know, it's not something you're going to be like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. It's going to be one of those pieces where you sort of file it away. Right. And we had to go back to them and because uh, we told them when the mail piece was going to drop and they were like, well, okay, I haven't seen anything yet. And the first call from that piece didn't happen until I think it was almost like 21 days later. Yeah. Because again, it's not something, number one, you're excited about doing. Yeah. And it's just one of those things you sort of like, you know, you, you put in the drawer or you leave it on the counter in that keep pile yep. of your mail. Mm -hmm. And then eventually on a Saturday afternoon, you start to go through it to weed out some of the things you don't want. And you go, oh, yeah. And mm -hmm. then it starts to hit. So it, more than uh, some of the, the digital media campaigns that are out there, direct mail has a longer lead depending on what you're doing, especially on the medical side, because you may not need that service right away. If, again, going back to like the dental idea, you know, maybe you for new patients if it's a $59 cleaning yeah that you might need because you needed one anyway and you just got lucky and somebody called two days later um, yeah but not that could if that offer is still valid for eight months from now it might take eight months before someone actually acts on that yeah and um, really the overall point is to 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 be able to stop the shuffle as somebody's going through their through their mail um, one a great example that they gave um, and really it goes to the imagery doesn't have to be your product or it doesn't have to be the typical image that you would think like uh, he gave an example of a mortgage company using the monopoly man holding money because you know that just is part of that industry and that's used a lot but the example that he gave was this humongous wave of a uh, huge um, where was it? Somewhere in Portugal, this humongous wave mm -hmm. and a surfer on the wave and saying, does it feel like your mortgage is crushing you like a ginormous wave? Um, so obviously this beautiful picture of this wave gets your attention and it's not nothing about a mortgage, but it makes you stop and look at it. 
Yeah, and we kind of uh, we fight that fight all the time. I feel like whenever we're doing any sort of creative for medical yeah. practice, and that um, you don't, if you're an orthopedic practice, you don't need someone holding their knee and their knees red and they're like yeah. wincing in pain. You know, you want to show something. It can either be the after, so it's it's a happy family, it's mm-hmm. an active person, um, or it can be something that's totally abstract, like what Daniel was just discussing in, mm-hmm. in the example there, um, and. For any campaign that you're doing, whether that's direct mail, digital, you know, whatever, if you're going to have an offer, then make sure, one, if you're making a promise, you have to make sure that you can fulfill it. And then two, we kind of touched on this earlier, it has mm-hmm. to be something that people want. So maybe yeah. it's not 10% of something. Maybe you have something that you can give away for free. So um, if you're a plastic surgeon or, again, going back to the med spa idea, maybe you can just give something away, some type right. of like a makeup remover or something like that. That's a, let's say it's a $40 value. No strings attached, people can just come in and get it. But the hardest part about acquiring a new customer is actually getting them to your location. So mm-hmm. if you send out a direct mail piece or if you've got a digital campaign going on, whatever the case may be, and you actually get them to walk into the office, you know, some people, yes, they're just gonna come and pick up your free thing. But a large portion of people are actually going to sit down. Maybe there's a consultation. Maybe they take some information. You know that they're interested because they're coming to your practice. And if they're doing that, then that's half the battle right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, another thing that he touched on is how many times should you send out a direct mailer? Because that's kind of, I mean, it's expensive to that do that. That was a good point. Yeah. It's expensive to do that. So you obviously want it to be um, worth that expense. Um, and he said to send it until it's not profitable anymore. So you send it, test it, see if anything needs to change, send it again. Um, when it gets to a point where you're not making money on sending it anymore, then that's when you stop. Um, it's similar to digital ads. Like people aren't going to see the ad every time. People right. aren't going to see the mail every time that it goes out. Exactly. Yeah. So if you mail to a hundred people and you get like a 2% response rate, that's great. But there's still 98% other people that maybe they didn't even see it. Yeah. And um, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And that's something that we say to clients constantly is, um, you know, they'll ask, how many times should we mail this? How do we know that this is a good list if we don't see a return on it? And the answer is that, well, it depends on how much you're willing to spend to acquire a new patient, Mm -hmm. what that patient is worth. And then how often is it or how much longer until it's not profitable? Because once it stops being profitable, then we can change something. Absolutely. Um, But yeah, like Danielle said, not everybody sees it every time. So I would say that our advice um, and the great seminar, hands down. Yeah. um, Direct mail should be a part. Yeah. (laughs) It's fantastic. Um, Direct mail should be a part of your marketing mix, but always be sure to test. Yeah. because a question that, that I know that we hear sometimes is, well, it one, is it dead? And then two, how much should I be doing? Or like what should what percentage of my budget should go toward uh, like a Google Ads campaign? Or what percentage should go toward some type of like loyalty campaign? And the answer is we don't know because every case is, you know, completely independent of another. And the only way to find out is to test and then iterate and see what really works. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as long, like like we said, until it's not profitable anymore and if you can afford to test, then I think you should test until you have um, kind of a messaging that you know works and you try it on multiple platforms, not just direct mail. 
Right, um, and and the same message that works on direct mail, yeah. it's probably not going to work on digital. So, yep. and that's okay to have two different messages or to try uh, two different colors. You know, if your practice colors are blue, yellow, and white, yeah. you know, maybe the background of blue works really well for mail. Maybe yeah. yellow works really great on a phone because there's so much contrast on yeah. on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah, they mentioned that that, that he had a specific campaign where they did it blue the first time and then green the next, and then for whatever reason, the green one was like exponentially more uh successful than the blue one <laughs> yeah we just went through that with some rebranding for an orthopedic practice where we were working on the hero image of their website and we were going back and forth between blue and green and then do we have a physician photo or the group photo or do we just do a patient and uh what we wound up doing was just testing them all to see which one worked the best so yeah. each case is independent and you should be doing all of this stuff. I know that probably yes. hurts, do it all. <laughs> hurts to hear a little bit, but um, you know it's the only way to find out what really works and what connects with your audience. Yeah. All right, so that's uh, I think all the time we have for this episode. And I want to say thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next one. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders. 